river kingdoms are a constantly shifting group of city-states, kingdoms and fiefdoms, rising and falling through the machinations of would-be conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Brevoy sits the Stolen Lands. Stolen from what and when are a matter of some debate. Currently overrun by bandits and monsters. Brevoy seeks to aid in the establishment of new kingdoms, buffer states, run by anyone strong enough and clever enough to carve a kingdom out of the savage wilderness. Caelan Thorne, the mercenary who would be king, believes he is that man. Herein lies his tale of wilderness exploration, monsters, politics, romantic entanglements, ancient gods, and war. Heavy indeed is the head that wears the crown. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. A word to our listeners. This game is often interrupted. Whenever this happens, you'll hear our editor's tone to let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 65. So, when last we left Caitlin, you yes. had retaken uh, stag, stag, Elk Elk's, Elk's Rest, thank you. Yeah. You had retaken Elk's Rest from Fort Drelev. Yes. Um, you had slain Garnak Bonepicker. With considerable personal satisfaction. I was totally asking for it. Yeah, yeah. He he said, come and murder me. It, it was a pretty I'm, I'm sure he didn't explicitly say exactly that. <laughs> no, but he said, fight me or I'll b- gag hostages. <laughs> yeah, so you say potato, he says, come murder me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the point is he ba- he was asking for it and there was no political reason why I couldn't give it to him, so I did. Mm-hmm. The same thing would have happened to Gregory if he was not if he wasn't too squeamish and cowardly to challenge me to a duel just because of the petty fact that they'd lose in one round. Mm-hmm. So I believe that was pretty much all that happened last session. Yeah, we um I don't think we actually dealt with um like what the impact on it. I'm pretty certain you didn't give me the impact on Elk's rest from being Colonized or any of that. We pretty. I yeah. mean, you told me what happened to Corwin and First. Like they both got the shit beaten out of them, but they're sort of okay. Yeah. Although in First case, that's more one of those will be repairable in time things. And even Corwin got pretty pretty well be- pretty well beat on. But um, the point is, neither of them were dead. But you didn't actually give me the lay down for Alt's rest because you know it was very late by then. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I need a pencil. You may have one. Yep. I have the one that's in the middle of the table close to you. Yes, you that does. A you different one, if it displeases you. <laughs> you know, this is an acceptable pencil. Okay, so the people of your town are obvious. People of Elk's Rest are obviously thrilled to be liberated from the forces of Fort Drelev. Yeah. Who, in all fairness, haven't really had time to actually particularly oppress them. Excellent. They've, they've basically immediately instituted the sort of martial law you'd expect in the middle of a combat. Yeah. Um, and just pretty much locked everyone down with no regard for the trade or business or anything of that kind. Yeah. Um, you know, some of your citizens have been roughed up, but for the largest part they haven't gone around cutting random people's hands off for the sake of it. Excellent. Um, 
So your kingdom is reassured that they have been saved, but kind of unhappy that they got conquered in the first place. <laughs> yes, yes, understandably. Uh, you garner a d4 unrest. That's fair. Um, I want my dice here. Yeah, my dice. Yeah, you're permitted to use dice to generate that d4. That will probably be I can say one sounds like a good number to me, but you'll probably prefer it. So you can draw, you know, straws, and fun would be of slightly different length. So oh. you should have taken the straws. Yeah. Okay, so that's four points of unrest. Yep. But, you know, in all fairness, I did get my capital city conquered. Yep, yep. And none I of mean, your people... I, I don't think there's anything I could actually have done differently, but people are legitimately allowed none to... None of your people want to live under the rule of King Dreadlev, <laughs> Yeah, well, the nice part about King Dreadlev is he doesn't... I don't really have to worry about him endearing himself to the populace. Well, well, you know, at least some of that unrest is from the one guy who was like, finally, we've been liberated from the half-orc. All hail King Greylith. Yeah, oh, um, my political dreams. It's the, um, it's the insect overlords guy? Yeah. <laughs> right, everyone, welcome to our new Greylithian overlords. Alright, there we go. Rushlight tournament, so that's the right time period. Yep, I pick up four unrest. Okay. And, um... While I'm at it, um, I activate three armies, mm-hmm. um, thus trembling their consumption. Mm-hmm. Um, I presumably keep them active, so I basically activate them in the... In the sense that you've already done so. Yeah. Yes. So I'm just working out how many build points I need to subtract for that. Yep. I know they eat their consumption the week per week of activity, but I'm just trying to work out how many weeks... Of activity they have actually enjoyed. Uh, good question. It's got to be. At, I, I presume it's got to be at least two because it was sort of one to get them all yeah, out I, there. Yeah, I would think two, but yeah. um, I'm happy to hear one if you've got. No, I, I, I think two because it's it's yeah. at least one and a half. At which point, yeah, it's by, two. By the time you get them out and then get them back. Yeah. Plus, you know, I don't think we. Immediately upon taking out yes, the rest, yes. just go, everybody calm down. And I you think probably we... actually send them out and parade them around a few hexes just to check there's not another yeah, yeah. army hiding out there. By the time we actually get word and then calm everybody down, two, two weeks seems appropriate, so I need my army sheet, which should be in the kingdom sheet somewhere. That's either 8 or 16, depending on how you slice it. Um, so I pay a consumption per month as per standard, yeah. and then I have them active for two weeks, so I pay eight per week. Yep. So that's another 16, isn't it? Correct. Yep, cool. Yep, minus 16. There we go. Which I happily have relatively positive um, build points, so I can trivially pay. Yeah, I mean, that's the downside to needlessly activating them all. On the other hand, the, the, the other alternative was I throw one army, see if that does it, then bring the next one up. Yeah, well, given the amount of time it takes to activate an army, it was definitely yep. the right move, because the thing is, I, I got off to a good start with um, Akros's army, but yep. if the roles had gone a different yep. way, I might well have had to pull... Um, I might well have had to pull out Keston's Bowman, at which can, point I would, would have been pretty happy to have two other armies to send back in. I think we can both probably agree it's economically inadvisable to have your capital city conquered repeatedly. Yeah. You know, stop doing that. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to try and sort that out. <laughs> okay. Yep. So, that is that. Um, you may effectively end the kingdom turn of death at this point. <laughs> so one, the other point that you're supposed to be telling me is the impact that um, Corwin and Co. tunneling holes through all my fortifications and such had on the um, 
city of Altarist and what damage Drelev did, but I gather that the principal damage uh, was actually done by Corwin, given that uh, Drelev was trying to preserve the place and Corwin was trying to knock it down. Drelev's army has done very little damage. They have done almost no deliberate damage. Anything Sweet. they've done has been in the cause of bashing down a few doors. Um, you know, they've killed several soldiers, obviously. Yeah. Um, et cetera, et cetera. But they have very explicitly not sacked or raised your city. Cool. Because it doesn't um, it's, it's doesn't match with Draylon's agenda at all. down what is effectively two build points worth of damage. Sweet. Mm-hmm. If you pay it out, then basically over the next kingdom turn, people begin repairing that. Sweet. Unsurprisingly, it's a lot easier to bring things down than put them back up again. Yeah. But no, I'm good with that. So and I... that's covering your, your fortifications need literal rebuilding in some cases. You need to rehire a bunch more soldiers, etc., etc., etc. Yeah, and pay widows' pensions, yep. Yep. pensions and burials and yep. so on for the men that died on duty. Yep. Which is pretty much just standard policy, but, yep. you know, we don't usually lose the... We don't usually lose guys in bulk. Yep. Although, Although it sounds like the majority of them surrendered and was only a few guys. Yeah, well, it's... Um, your your guard were unwilling to die pointlessly, recognising that they couldn't remotely take this. Yeah, which um, Kaelin commends them on. Alright, yes. Okay, that's fine. And at that point, um, there are some scenes I want to do, but there's no reason we can't just do them at the top of Cthona and call Meth pretty much done. I think Kaelin basically spends it, you know, watching his borders like hawks and, um, Recovering from the impact of helping the kingdom recover from the impact of this month, and having already done the kingdom turn, we can pass into Cathona. Yep. Okay. So you may have scenes with people. You may have another kingdom turn. You may have what thou desire. All right. So um, I would like to um have a scene with. I would like to do some research and then yep. have a scene with Van. Yep. Um, so specifically, um, this is a topic that Kaelin wants to know about but doesn't want to ask Tristram for research. Yeah. So he's going to sneak into Tristram's, um, he's going to, well, sneak is possibly a strong word. He's going to go into Tristram's book collection when he's not there and look up a few volumes on changelings and just read them. Yeah, that's not actually terribly difficult because most of this is in your kingdom's library. Yeah. So, um, yeah, basically he, um, wants to research changelings. Yep. And what he's specifically looking for is, like, what are they? Because my and Caitlin's understanding at this point is pretty centred around why you don't want your children to be replaced by them. But it doesn't really... And obviously I understand that the changeling is a fey creature that's designed to resemble your child, which is otherwise kind of pointless. But what are they in terms of what they are themselves? And um, the other one is you have Cassandra Numesti here. Yes. uh, The... Traitor of sorts from Fort Drelev. Yes, I should do it. To warn you. Yeah, I should um, sit down with her and do a proper scene with her as well, because she was going to brief us on stuff. I Correct. think she um, has has probably already given you some briefing, but now that you've retaken Elk's Rest, will want to have a talk to you about what's happening in Fort Drelev 
and what, what, if anything, you're going to do about it. Alright, so um, I'll do a council scene with uh, a chat to her and possibly follow up with a council scene. Yep. And um, also the changeling research and talk to Van, so um, I can do those in any given order. Yep, whatever pleases you, will you? Okay, well, I'll just do the changeling thing, seeing I'm already started on that, but we don't have to say that's not necessarily chronologically first. Okay. So. You go changeling researching scenes. Yes. Um, this is knowledge nature, of course. Okay, so, um, which I am, of course, untrained in. So, yep. um, in this setting, it's a, um, is it the minus five pe- Are we going? No, no, just roll it as normal. Cool. Okay. Tip. <laughs> motivated. 21. Okay, so. Changeling is a very, very broad term in much the same way that Fae is. I mean, Nerissa is clearly a Fae, um, Perlavish is clearly a Fae, what the two have in common is very little, if anything. Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, even. Um, They're not really per se the same species as yeah, we they, would use the, the word. They actually have a lot less in common than, say, Kaelin has. With a another with with another human being who lives in Catapish. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, at least there you have the same sort of vague physical features and that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. For that matter, they have less in common. They arguably have less in common than Kaelin has with a centaur, much less another humanoid. Um, so the Fae, broadly speaking, um, are masters of illusion, concealment, that sort of thing. It's it, again, this is not a given to any given Fae. But generally, like shape changing illusions, invisibility, all that sort of thing is in the in the broad fey wheelhouse. Um, what a changeling is is it's when you abduct a humanoid child and replace it with a young fey. And um, what you would replace it with would depend entirely on what you were trying to um, accomplish. Uh, what you were trying to replace. Right. Uh, for example, there'd be no point replacing Tristan with a fairy dragon, because anyone's going to look at it and go, that's not a human baby, Yeah, that's a fairy dragon. You need something that will pretty much resemble a, um, a humanoid or a human being. Yeah. I'll use human being for this, but of yeah. course you can change out halflings and all that just as easily. Yeah. Um, so basically... Um, Uh, what you'd be looking at, what what would have been changed in, would be the sort of fae that's much more equivalent to to an elf. It's a very humanoid fae, right? Yeah. Um, in the case of Tristan, given that um, you have not seen him display any particularly fae-ish traits, um, obviously he has bardic magic, which is not something he controls. He doesn't choose his spells; they just develop at random. The player, of course, chooses them, but you know what I'm yeah. saying. Um, and basically, what you, what you uncover about this is that the more a changeling is raised, the more they come to resemble whatever it is that they are um, replacing, essentially. So because he's been raised in a human household, you could, by and large, consider him a human being here. Um, he actually isn't, but... The, the distinction this makes mechanically to him is his sheet says Fey instead of human. He's vulnerable to Fey Bane weapons instead of human Bane weapons. 
but for example he has no weaknesses to cold iron you know he has no damage resistance against stuff that isn't cold iron uh, mechanically speaking he functions like a human being so it's a bit like how Brandon, Micah, and Tobias all have orc blood. Yes, but, but they, they are, are not, all orc, they are neither orcs nor half orcs. And they don't actually have orcish weaknesses yeah. or strengths that have dark vision or um, vulnerability to orc effects like I do. Yeah, actually, that that's a very good way of thinking of it. Tristan has fey blood, um, but literally that the and the way changelings are put in is you physically steal a baby, you yeah. physically put something else in. And you lay a whole string of enchantments down on it that make it resemble the baby. Um, and then it grows into being that individual. So it's actually a bit like, um, I mean, possibly a slightly less creepy version, but a bit like what the um, Church of Grow Rona were trying to do to Tobias. Yeah. Because as as he grew into the, the maturity, the demon would have come to be him more and more of the time. Yes. Whereas as a little boy, the demon was only periodically even showing up. The, because Tristram's purpose was to replace the original Triss, his um, it, 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 the more time he got to do that, the more like tr- the original Triss he would be. Until and, it, there was very little difference, except from Triss's point of view. And you can see the Fey influences on his life, his uncanny interest in them, the fact that he spoke Sylvan first. He has spontaneous arcane magic and weird powers that he doesn't necessarily control. Yeah. Um. But the thing is, there's none of those things that he couldn't have and still be a full-blooded human. Correct. In terms of what the point of it is, that varies wildly depending on who's taken, who they're taken by. Literally, the point depends on what the point is. In in some cases, it's meant to be it's it's meant to be a gift of sorts. They're taking away a child that they think is being ill-treated or will be ill-treated. Yeah. and replacing it with a less valuable fae so that the child can be taken off and raised by the fae yeah. into a better life. Uh, in some cases, they're taking it as a punishment to the parents. You've done something wrong, so we're going to take your child. And generally speaking, what you get there is a more horrible little gremlin type thing yeah. that, that wrecks the joint. Yeah. You know, and thus is indistinguishable from an actual toddler. Yeah. <laughs> I hear that. Says the parent. Yeah. Um... <laughs> it's a good thing changelings aren't real because that would explain a lot about the current state the of our house. King would take you away. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not going to say that anymore. I'm going to do the Bloody Mary thing. Um, and it, it, generally, in those cases, it tends to be very obvious because if the parents don't realise they're being punished, it's kind of pointless doing. That. Yeah. Um, in other cases, it's it's something more of a long-term plot, like what Guy Rona was doing with Tobias um, was, again, vaguely similar to this. Yeah. You know, it had no immediate short-term purpose in the long term with someone there to uh, control and influence the individual. Yeah. Like, the thing is, Tristan likes the fame more than perhaps a normal person should. Yeah. But, you know, he doesn't slavishly worship them or anything. No, no. On the other hand, if you've been raised by someone sitting on his shoulder going, the Fae are awesome, you should do whatever the Fae say at all times. Yeah. But again, that's not a particularly good idea because the Fae are so wildly different that whoever subbed him in doesn't want him to, um, you know, just mindlessly do whatever any Fae tells him because Pearl Pearl Lavish would just drive him around picking up sweets. Yeah, it's, um... The thing is, it's kind of... 
like, you know, the fir- having just done the Rushlight tournament with representing the first world, it makes it sound like they're another nation, but really they're not. You know, they don't have... It, the first world is a whole another world, not yep. another nation, and the people in it are so ridiculously wildly diverse, they have no unified identity or unified plan or unified yeah. purposes the way yeah. a nation can at least loosely be said. And there, there are loosely nations of sort within the first world in that there are kind of communes of allied figures. Yeah. But, and, and, you know, there are definitely races. Yeah, but I can't really hold the whole first... Pissed as I am, I can't really hold the whole first world responsible for yeah. what happened. Yeah. I mean, you can, go, going... you can go Grolton's route and declare war on the first world, but... As you are materially unable to actually meaningfully affect them. Yeah. And there's no end goal. You know, even if you could get there, what are you going to do? Kill all the Fae until they're no more? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a ridiculous... It's a ridiculous idea. And the reality is this is the work of... This is likely to be the work of one individual or one small group of individuals for some plan. It's not a... And depressingly, it's occurred to me it's not even necessarily a plan that was intended to be hostile to me. Mm-hmm. The um, concept that's occurred to Kaelin is this is actually rem- Tristram has actually been extremely helpful, maybe more helpful than Triss would have been. Uh, it, you know, on the other hand, he's been helpful in a way that's led to your kingdom being closely allied with the Fae. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, you know, this could conceivably be something someone thought was a good idea to help Kaelin in yeah. the future. And as with any of these things, um, the person substituting in the changeling doesn't have any ongoing link with them, doesn't have any ongoing control over them per se. Influence, yes. Control, no. Yeah. Um, So, like a general with a soldier that you're sending out on an undercover mission, you send them off with the hope they'll do the thing you want, but you don't actually have any capacity to make them do it. Yeah. Uh, mechanically, in terms of how that would that would roll out, that would be essentially um, wh- whoever substituted him in, substituted him in would probably have bonuses against him, or he would have like penalties on saves, or that sort of thing. Yeah, but you know that's really significantly less um, less worrying than somebody turning up who can um, activate first hypothetical. Yeah, yeah. In, in much the same way, if if Bryn started casting suggestions on you. I'd absolutely give you the penalty of this is a perfectly reasonable thing to do because it's your wife asking for it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Alright, that's all good. Yep. And um, with this knowledge, yep. I want to go see Van. And actually to um, have it just a quick chat with Tristram as well. You have me. So, um, yeah, I think... Um, you know, Kaelin will um, go visit him at his house probably at uh, some reasonable hour mm-hmm. and um, bring round... What does Vaughn drink? I must have noticed this kind of thing by now. Does he drink? Uh, yes. Um, decent quality ale, generally speaking. Sweet. I will bring round... Uh, um, so is that mead? Yeah, I think... I don't see... Um, what's that little fellow who runs the meadery who um, wanted my um, endorsement? Yeah, Blackberry Blackberry Mead, I think it was. Yeah. it Lixelberry. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll bring around some um, some bottles of mead and yeah. um, a good beer for some choice. Okay. Well, Caleb, come in, please. Ah, is that Blackberry Mead? Excellent. <laughs> I, um... 
wanted to talk to you now that we've all had the chance to catch our breath a bit was uh, a tense couple of weeks. <laughs> For certain. We, I don't think any of us saw that coming, even in Michaela's wildest dreams. <laughs> No, no, I, I mean, I, I figured he'd... To be honest, I figured he'd invade sooner or later. I just didn't figure on him getting that far across the borders. It was a clever plan. I don't think he came up with it. Nonetheless, we have a positive situation taken care of, at least temporarily. Aye. Which gives us the time to think on other things. Like our brother. Yes. He says nice and ambiguously. The, I think we'll have to um, keep an eye out for Triss one way or the other. If there's aught we can do to help him, then I'm within reason that I'm for it. And um, I'm not certain he's not going to be coming for us one way or the other. I wholeheartedly agree. I've spent some time thinking about this after the situation with Trailer's army was resolved. Unfortunately, we we have no method of reaching him, we have no method of communicating with him we can only wait until he comes to us and endeavour to resolve the situation from there I, and I think um, I haven't been an angry young man myself at times, I think it may take some time for him to, he may need some time to straighten himself out I hope that um, what I said to him did some good or at least more good than harm but uh, it, it's uh, it's a heavy thing I understand why he's angry. But I failed him. Fine, you would have been, what, five? Six? Uh, he is... Yeah, somewhere around this. Somewhere. He, somewhere, close enough. Um, nonetheless, if I hadn't been able to spot at the time, I should have spotted it sooner or later. I did spot it sooner or later. There was always something wrong with Tristan. Always. It's that that I what happened with Tris with him with you and Eldis it wasn't his fault I'm aware I've been digging in Van Holt's libraries I'm no Master Pedro but my understanding is the Changeling itself has no say over the matter and even if he had he would have been an infant at the time he's um his heritage was stolen from him as, as much as Triss's He's, I agree, he's as much a pawn in this as a brother. Ultimately, it's your decision whether you still consider him your brother. But I want to point out, I guess, that it's a choice that you can make. Do you refer to Tristan or Triss? I refer to Tristan, I think... You don't have any doubt that Triss is your brother? No. Any more than he ever was? But... When I fought him, 
in that jewel at the tournament. I should have spotted it then. Something kin about him. Where he moved. But. It's very different for me. I don't have the burden that this places on you necessarily, but I still consider Tristram my brother. My half-brother, anyway. But he isn't. He's no... You have no blood in common. He's not Thorn. But am I, really? You're the son of Eldest Thorn. But I was a grown man before I'd ever seen the house, met him, met any of you. I mean, when it comes to when it comes to the people who raise you, my family was Carowinds Raiders. It's and I have as much blood in common with my old orc tribe as I do with any of you. And they're, I can assure you, not my family. I agree that your upbringing has been far from ideal, but you may only be my half-brother through circumstances you did not control, but you are still a thorn. Roses fall, thorns remain. It's meant something to me to have that heritage. To have that additional support. Another place in the world besides the one I've managed to make for myself. I think... what it is to have that taken from you. For him to discover that the heritage he struggled very painfully all his life to not uphold is not really his at all. To lose that. It's hard. It'll be harder if he loses you as well. I have sympathy for Tristan. He's he's not going to lose me. He may not be my brother, but he can still be... Van sort of grasps blindly at the air a little... A friend? <sighs> a man I was raised with, at least. See... To me, that's as much a brother as... Ah, It's your decision. It's your... It's your... your right. I don't know what Elders is going to do, but I can't imagine... I don't know what Father's going to do, but I can't imagine it will be pretty. He's been... he's all but disowned Tristram already. I imagine it waits only the 
confirmation. I imagine that he will be very angry because someone somewhere out there is his son roaming around another plane of existence altogether. Aye. Aye. He'll be very, very angry and he has every right to be. And Zone, Tristram. Two for all. Fun. No one's unsurprised this. Quite certainly. It's not fair. It's not fair to either of them. What's he to do? Tristan has no claim on Thorn Lands or even the Thorn name. Nay, I suppose he doesn't, but there's. There's claims and claims. I didn't intend fa- father to bias. I didn't sleep with his mother. I didn't make any kind of voluntary choice. Father looks kind of awkward. <laughs> there's, there's nothing good to say about that. I have a responsibility. I have a responsibility just to get no leg killed through my dim wittedness. But I have a larger responsibility because I did father him one way or another whether I meant to or not I don't think I realise you're going to make your own summation but I don't think you're responsible for what happened when you were a child to address but I do think you have a responsibility to what happened as to what happens now between you and Tristram what that responsibility is is your decision but I don't think it's any fairer to take that relationship away from him than it was through circumstances that aren't his control than it was fair for Tristram not to have had the chance to grow up with you in the first place. Crack open another bottle and pass it over. And that's all I wanted to say. I understand. This is something I would very much like to resolve as soon as possible, but without trust, the methods of doing so are beyond us. I, we can put it, we can put an ear to the ground, but um, whoever did this is very much out of our reach at this point. Our personal problems will have to wait. We still have our duty. War with Drayliff. I and the um, Ahmad Twiceborn who worries me rather more. Greyly will turtle up and we'll find a way to dig him out of there one way or another, but Amag is um, free and with an army which is probably going to grow. And um, if he is immortal, I'm not certain he is, but if he is, that'll be a pain in the ass. Mind you, he's probably not more immortal than Vordekai, so that's a comfort as far as it goes. Anyway, you're right. We need to be dealing with this. But thank you for talking about it with me. I know it's... I don't necessarily... It's got to be harder on you than it is on me, but I know it's a hard thing. 
and um, sometime later, uh, like a week later, I will um, go see Tristram because yep. at this point he's had a couple of weeks. Yep. And I want to see how he's doing. Yep. Uh, so you had spoken to him earlier. Yes. You recall that conversation where he said he wasn't going anywhere. Yeah, he said he wasn't going anywhere, and I told him that he was still my brother. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, 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 the entire foundation of his life's been ripped out from under him, I think, um, more than one conversation. At least another brief check-in seems appropriate. And as well, um, I want to know, um... How public is this? Like, I'm planning to tell Elders personally. Um, probably not net. Probably, I'll probably go down and see him in Cathona. Um, that young and Vine might want to come with me for that matter. But um, I'll certainly invite him along. But um, the I don't know how public it is by virtue of what happened at the tournament. If uh, rumors are running rampant, or if people were just generally bewildered. Not very. Um. Only there's only been a relatively small handful of people who are close en- who were close enough to actually get the full context of what was going on there. Yeah. Um, the rumor is definitely not floating around the street, and of the people at the front of the queue are the people like Rasseline who are the least likely to be spreading gossip randomly in the streets. Yeah. Um, do you, if, if you go hunting for it, the rumor is vaguely out there, but it's being talked about in context and buried by the other exciting things that happened in the tournament. You know, yeah. there was the super jewel, the super joust, and etc, etc, etc. Yep. And I imagine the fact that it was immediately followed by Drayliv invading um, yep. Stagthorn has um, probably distracted a few people as well. Yeah. Alright, so, um, that being the case, then, um... So, you, you would guess, unless Eldis is keeping an extraordinary ear out for this sort of thing... Which, as far as you're concerned, he isn't because he's deliberately gone to his art commune to get not to be doing that. Yeah. Um, so word probably has not reached him. Cool, and it's not generally not. No. Cool. So, um, I, in that case, Kalen will have privately told Michaela. Obviously, already knows. Yeah. Kalen will have privately told Brendan Corwin. Yeah. And no one else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe Bryn was already there. Yeah, so I probably talked and to her privately about it at yeah. some point. Yeah, and Paul, when you catch up with she's says, Ugh, oh, I guess we should have seen that one come. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's bloody, that's bloody river cactus. <laughs> Give me Janderhoff any day. I obvious in hindsight. And then, yes, I will go see Tristram mm. and just catch up with how he's doing. Okay, so... Tristan is sitting amidst a pile of books on the Fey. Rupert is merrily writing notes as Tristan dictates slightly to him. Oh, Kaelin, come in. Erase. <laughs> Erases are Kaelin, come in. That page. The quill just kind of floats there. That'll do, Rupert. Quill goes down. Uh, what? Um... What, he, he looks far more distracted than his usual. What can I do for you? I was just um, researching. What were you? What were you poking around about? Uh, he, he looks slightly awkward. Uh, changelings, their nature, their purposes. 
It's uh, rather more disturbing when you research it from this particular end. I, I, I can see that. That's uh, that's why I looked it up myself instead of coming and asking you for the briefing as I ordinarily would have. But I've, uh, I feel like I've, I've got a better handle on it now, I guess. <sighs> How are you holding it? Galen sits down in his customary chair, the one that, Tr- that Tristram keeps clear of papers for him because he knows that otherwise Galen will sit on the papers. <laughs> How are you holding up, kid? Uh, rubs his head slightly. I have no no compelling method of verifying this, but I suspect that I may have been planted by a Gaironan cell to spread discord within the House of Thorn. Ugh. It, it would certainly fit with the modus operandi and Indeed, what's sort of happened? It's driven a rift between father and slight wince, and a not son. Aye, but um, it, it makes sense as far as it goes. But um, if it was Gairona that did it, uh, well, wouldn't they just have done what they did to Tobias? I mean, you haven't exactly. Ripped, I mean, I, I know it's um, the, your relationships with father haven't been um, stunning, but you haven't exactly gone round spreading discord and dis- confusion as far as the eye can see, have you? He, he shakes his head and, and waves you off at that. No, 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 no. In, entirely different processes. Uh, for that sort of thing to work, they would have to have an unfettered amount of access to me. A nurse may. A nursemaid looking around, looking after me around the clock, with largely uninterrupted access. Uh, in the likes of Tobias, Goody Niska was, in retrospect, far too involved in his life. Aye, aye, aye. I mean, she certainly wasn't unreasonably so, given yeah. the, the nature of yeah, the relationship. Given that she here was, she was his primary babysitter. It didn't but seem odd at the time. She spent, you know, several hours a week with him alone. Yeah. Whereas Tristan saying, you know, and that's what she would have needed. Yeah. It's whereas the changeling thing is literally pick up, yoink, new baby, done. Well, it's not a nice theory, but it's a comfort from a certain point of view, I suppose. At least it, it doesn't give us a new it, it doesn't give us a new string of enemies. I wasn't looking forward to um trying to hunt down and kill kill some powerful fey lord or lady, but um the um I'm more than happy to cut the heads off any Garonans I may happen to encounter. So of course, if that theory is true, then that means they took our... Again, winces just slightly. Your brother. Aye. Triss, I mean. That may explain the... Up- he doesn't seem to have exactly... It certainly doesn't seem like he got the kind of upbringing of a changeling where what they principally wanted was him. He seems to have been more or less farmed out and left to his own devices, which um, would fit if they'd more or less just dumped him on, taken him to the if the if it was those um, evil Fagin with the church's pay that um, we were told of. It seems likely they um, maybe just took him to the first world and dumped him off on someone at least vaguely interested, and he's been left to make his own way. Doesn't appear to have been um, badly abused or nothing, but certainly not. Given a lot of time and attention. Oh no, no. One, well, one did. De- one generally doesn't take changelings for the purpose. Doesn't plant changelings for the purposes of abusing the originals. In many cases, it's a rescue. 
I suppose it could have even been that in my in, in Triss's case. I'm not saying Elvis is the greatest father ever, but um, there's there certainly seem to be there'd be spoils for choice in the River Kingdoms with noble sword around at least as bad if not worse. It seems likely the original Triss would have had an easier time of it. Although it's possible he wouldn't have developed the obsessive interest in sword training without the um, pressure of trying to prove something. Anyway, that's good to know as far as it goes. We can um, maybe um, next time we feel the need of a commune we can try and confirm some of that. Or we could ask the, uh, if it's more to your taste, we could um, ask Narissa if she has any knowledge of this. She may already know. He sort of raises an eyebrow at that one and nods like, uh, perhaps. I mean, she, you, you would expect she would almost certainly know about it now. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I was wearing the, am- yeah. I'm not wearing the amulet right now, but I was wearing yeah, it. Yeah, it's exactly the, the kind of thing that would immediately arrest her attention. It's, it's the kind of thing of like, she's always kind of listening somewhere vaguely in the distance and then gets, Faye, changeling shoved in her ear. It's like, ah, I should pay attention to that. But the thing is, um, you know, I don't know if she already knew, but she, I mean, I know you don't like thinking of them errors like the gods, but she is a bit, she's an entity with a similar power, at least she had once. Oh, certainly, certainly. And um, the gods, as a rule, don't like to tell people things, they prefer to let them work them out for themselves, and I know the Fae aren't big on speaking what they're... I'm, I'm sure she's highly knowledgeable about a great many matters, possibly this included. As to the other gods, as, as to your gods... <laughs> Well, I uh, suppose we understand now why they're less involved in me. <laughs> I. They're, they're literally not his gods. <laughs> but on the other hand, um, bright side is you're still a citizen of the kingdom one way or another. Yes. Yes, there, there is that. I... I don't know how to come to terms with this. I don't know that I ever will come to terms with this, but um, Michaela has been incredibly helpful. She's... What she told me that's that stuck with me is that you are who you choose to be. I may not have been born a thorn, but I am the product of a thorn's life. I I have the blood but not the rearing, you the rearing but not the blood. Fascinating combination. We neither of us really qualify as proper thorns. How do we deal with with elders on this? My plan is to go down to the um uh, to go down to um, Jeremy's place next month and tell him about what happened for he's a right to know and I can't deny it I imagine he'll be fu- he'll be murderously angry as I have to say I would be in his shoes I'm Van's welcome I'll invite Van to come along with me and you're welcome to come 
But you're welcome not to as well. I think that would probably be wisest to avoid, at least for the moment. Aye. What your relationship is now with Eldis and with Van is yours and theirs to determine. It's... But, at least in Eldis's case, the... We may now have some more understanding, but it doesn't, to my mind, justify his behaviour. The responsibility of his parenting faults is still on him. And it's as ever his to decide what amends he wishes to make with that. Also, I wouldn't be the man to say it was his fault, but it's certainly more his than yours, Van, or mine. He was the only adult in the situation. While I don't think this is something that would be easy for anyone to spot, I suspect he'll blame himself, and it's not entirely necessarily untrue, even if it's not entirely fair. But to my mind, whether or not he's responsible for that, he didn't give you the rearing I'd give. I'd like to think I'd give to a son of mine, even if one of mine turns out all bookish and. <laughs> into things that I don't really get I don't think that was as I say there's many Brevoian novels wor- there's many Brevoian novels worse but a man's responsible for what he does and whether he wants to come to terms with that or not is going to be in his court but until he does I don't see it's your responsibility to run around after him but he certainly deserves to know, and if he can make any headway with Triss, he, he's—I see—he's got. His, I didn't make, can't exactly, cut, precisely cover myself in glory on that front. If he can make a dent in that young man's thick skull, it's um, worth giving him the opportunity. I do worry for the kid. It's not the greatest rearing. It's not the, and it's a, you've both had a heavy burden than I had and I don't say that to too many people but being robbed of who you should have been it was a more profound loss than I had and it it's not fair still I am comforted by the reflection that it might have been the Garonans at least I already hate them <laughs> I've got enough enemies as, to be dealing with as it is You don't have to be coming to terms with it all at once, but Michaela's right. Who you are is who you make of yourself. You've made yourself plenty of things that traditional thorns weren't meant to be. And to my mind, you've done a damn successful job of it. She's been... astounding. There's a lot more coming on under that veil than I ever suspected. Hi. <laughs> Caelan's like, yeah! Hi, <laughs> oh, you could say that. <laughs> uh, she certainly understands what it is to be judged unfairly for something that you can't help. Right. And, um, you know, we'll talk, probably talk to him of other, uh, talk to him about um, mm-hmm. things I've discovered in my research that struck me as at least vaguely interesting <laughs> in, in an effort to divert his mind yep, on yep. the happier subjects. Which I expect works yes, because... Yes, it always works. Yeah. Uh, and can you roll me a spot check? Uh, that's a 13. Okay. 
you will actually spot two things here. Um, one thing, there's something very vaguely different about him um, that you can't quite put your finger on. The more the conversation goes on, the more you look at him. Um, he, I think I have his picture of his character sheet in my phone. I certainly remember a picture of Tristram. Possibly it was in it. Uh, yep. Yep. Here we are. So yep. he has always looked, you know, kind of um, literally vaguely fey. He yeah. has a um, he has a very slight yeah. build and the, long blonde hair and that sort of thing. Vaguely ethereal thing going on. Um, the more you look at him, the more you think his hair has actually changed colour. It has changed from sort of a more straw blonde to almost going towards a green goldish. It's it's slight. It's like he's dyed it down a couple of shades, but um, it, it's a change. Yeah. Um, while I'm spotting, yeah, is he wearing his? He presumably does he tool around with a signet ring routinely? Uh, yes. Is he wearing it? Yes. Good stuff. He is still wearing his usual garb, the fancy the fancy royal outfit, the signet yeah. ring of the House of Thorn. Good stuff. That kind of thing. Um, but yeah, when you look at him, there's just these these very slight changes. Hair has changed very slightly. His ears are looking... it Almost to the point where it could just be your imagination, but just ever so slightly more pointed. Uh, almost like there's been a spell on him of disguise that's been dispelled by all this. Uh, based on what you've been yarning about and theorising with him in um, in um, the way you've been talking, is he probably has some sort of innate shape-shifting ability that he obviously doesn't control, which is why he looks like Tristan. Um, now that he knows, though, he may actually change his appearance, either slightly or wholly, depending on himself, his self-image of himself. He literally looks more like a fae at this point because he's thinking about being what he more, is, being, being more, more like a fae. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, and, you know, that doesn't, probably doesn't terribly alarm Caleb. These no. are not gross physical changes. They add, you know, point, 0.5% kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And um, the other one that Caleb spots is as you are going out the door, uh, you go to put your boots back on to leave... And there's another set of boots sitting at Tristan's door that, um, it, you know, you, you look at and go, huh, you know, those are way too big to be his. Huh, those are Michaela's boots. Huh. As in, she's Michaela's here? Michaela's boots are in his house. Oh! Awesome. <laughs> I mean, do with that what you will. No, that's fine. It could be a thing, it could not be a thing, but... You know, Michaela has certainly not appeared to partake in the conversation. Yeah. And doesn't, in so far as you can tell, she isn't lurking at one of the doors, eavesdropping or whatever. Yeah. But a pair of boots is sitting here. Or a pair of boots that belongs to her. She's almost certainly got several. Yeah, yeah. But no, that's that's cool. I, that, um... If that um, if that um, does pan out, I um, couldn't be happier about it. But we shall see. Possibly that's like Kaylin just looks at him, sort of goes, "Huh?" Uh, walks off like half an hour later. He's like, "Wait, oh!" <laughs> it's the um, the phrase from the Volkosigans is that the sensation of being hit but with a really big, big brick. Yes. 
Yeah, Caitlin will totally have the uptake. Uh, Caitlin will totally go la 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 Michaela's boots and then have the uptake half an hour later. That's that's very him. Alright, and um, yes, I think the third one for Trek Factor 3 will be a conversation with Narissa. Okay. So, do you put on your amulet and call to her? Narissa. 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 Always three times, but now by name. And she steps, uh, literally steps out of a door that looks like it belongs in your room that wasn't there half a moment ago. It opens the door and walks right in and makes herself at home. And she smiles at you and... I enjoyed the tournament very much. I would ask what you've called me here for, but knowing your heart, I can certainly guess. It's, um, I wanted your advice about, um, my brothers. I don't know if this is something you were already aware of or something you found out about as I did. But um, I figured it's something on which you likely have wisdom, and I could certainly use some if you are prepared to speak on it. She stares impassively at you for a moment, and you get a sense motive. Check. Uh, Twenty-two. So she absolutely knew about this. Before before this came up, yeah, um, and not only that, you, you know, probably knew all about it, and probably knows more than you know, yeah, and is now having an, a small internal debate with herself about what to tell you. And she thinks about this for a moment, and then. Yes. I am aware of the situation. Would you know... I guess the more pertinent question is, if you did know, would you be prepared to tell me who you think would be respo- would have been responsible for this? Uh, that I can tell you for a certainty. Triss was taken by Faye in service... Garona. So that was Tristram, that was Tristram's theory. Abandoned in the first world, and left to starve or die as he would. Poor might. But he was presumably taken in by someone in the first someone or someone's in the first world. She looks at you for a long moment, and then, yes. You're looking at her. <laughs> ah. Oh. So, when you met Tristram, you already knew? Because you had already helped Trist? You think of time as a river, which from your point of view is true, 
it flows on from A to B. And she will literally wave her hand and an obviously illusory river appears glowing glowing in the air, moving like so. And she says, From the house of forgotten time, from my fable, moves more like this. And she waves her hand and it still goes from point A to B. There's just a wide variety of side branches hammering off on it. When I found Triss... You would have called him... He would have been twelve by your mark. Yet he had been there... A few moments, relatively. They tormented him, played with him for their amusement, and then left him to die. I have... I am no mother, but I have accounted for him as best I can protected him at the least more of this I will not speak they are his secrets I not quite mine to tell I understand or I understand why you wouldn't speak of them but I found him here and she points to one of the side branches where the river flows incredibly fast and then I took him from here, and the river flows incredibly slowly to here, where it connects with your point of view, and the river flows at a completely normal speed. So, based on your understanding of what she's telling you, he got taken as a young child. She's yeah. not specific as to when, but presumably the younger the better from yeah. your own point of view. Um, then they put him in a place in the first world where time moves a lot faster. He aged to around 12-ish. Then she's had him for a period vastly longer than about six than, than six years, and yet he's only reached eighteen because she's put him somewhere where time is slower. Right. Yeah. So in the first twelve years, he would presumably have experienced a childhood of abandonment and stuff. Is just he experienced that relative to yeah of of from what she's loosely told you, literally like being poked by gremlins. Yeah. So you know they like, they clearly didn't grotesquely torture in the sense of cutting his arms and legs off, but Gairona has never really been a lot heavily about physical pain and torture. Yeah, but like um. Like, um, like Bryn's childhood, but worse, essentially. Yeah, vastly more likely they came back and told him periodically, you know, show, showed him what his new brother was doing and told him that, you know, his father had abandoned him and all this kind of thing. Oh, yeah, it, like that, um, like that thing in, um, like that thing in Yu-Gi-Oh, where, um, she's in a bubble and she can see everyone forgetting her. Yeah, you, like, you don't know specifically because Nerissa won't tell you. Yeah. But, um... It, it could be any number of different things you could apply. The, the guy has clearly not been physically tortured because he's not a cripple or anything yeah. like that. But his emotional state is all over the damn show. Yeah. And that's after she's been... God knows what Narissa thinks is a good idea for raising people, but presumably it doesn't involve poking them with pointy sticks. Uh, certainly as compared to what he was getting, I'm sure it was um, a pretty startling improvement. Indeed, probably much akin to um, me being picked up by the Raiders. I mean, they weren't all startling role models, but as compared to the Orcs... Poor kid. It sounds like I... We... The thorns owe you a great debt. 
I know that you could not undo what had been done, but I thank you very much for caring for him as as well as you could. Garona and her purposes do not please me. I do not wish to see discord spread by the likes of her. My capacity to fight it is limited, and she reaches up and touches an illusory glass window, and her fingers bend against it instead of reaching through. But what I can stop, I will. I... And once again, for about the umpteenth time talking to her, there's that sensation of voice. She sounds upset about this, but, but... the what the words she's speaking sound like it should be I will yeah it's just I will yeah yes the um we owe them something else for what they've done but uh in my case the um magnitude of the thing scarcely changes I really wanted them all dead I have endeavoured to bring what peace I can to Triss, but she shrugs slightly. I, as you say, um, I understand that um, his secrets are his to confide in me if he chooses, not yours to reveal, but I'm sure whatever you did, it was a great deal better than what he had been left with, and I thank you very much for helping him as much as you could. I have provided him with certain aids, capacities, training of sort you have seen something of. Hi. I have given him the ability to return to this to your your plane as and when he chooses, but I will not compel him to use it. No, it's his decision what he does from this point out. His returning here has thus far bought him no peace. No, and he'll have to make his own accommodation with us as he chooses it's um on his head and on ours but um whatever happens you've given us a much greater ch- you, you've given him the best care you could and given us a much greater chance of one day having some kind of relationship with him uh, can Kaylin give me an intelligence check That is a 16, alas. Continue. No, that's right. Anyway, thank you very much. It's, um... If you, um... Sight all of these, um, dark fae you think might have been responsible when, um, we're in contact, uh, you know, feel free to point them out. And you get another sense motive check, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Nineteen. She almost freezes, like literally paralyzed. Her whole body just stops for half a blink of an eye. And she does not give you a response. And then she sort of shakes her head very slightly and talks again about something else. Uh, can't tell you. Yeah. Can't. Yeah. Tell you. Um, on that, she's probably already seen them. Ah. Mm-hmm. K. 
Okay, alright, good to know. <laughs> Whether or not she would tell you if she could is a, a different, different question. But, but she can't. There's, there's not a lot to be done with can't. And, um, as, as you've assessed, there are a bunch of actions that she is not capable of taking in her current state or her house of forgotten time or something in that neighbourhood. This is one of them. Okay, and um, we'll speak to her a little bit more and um, yep. thank you. And um, yep. let it go. I was very, she says, I was very, I was very much enjoyed the rushlight tournament, despite its, despite that Erasmus's rudeness. I do not think he will so lightly call to entice the fae again. Uh, yeah, I think he's learned an important and valuable lesson with, um, will, um, which will benefit him in his later life. And I am very grateful to you for not making it a permanent one. But despite some ambiguities around the tournament, I enjoyed it. Sport for the sake of sport, rather than violence for the sake of violence. There can still be competition, even in peace. This is the way the world should be. Aye, it was a, um... As it turns out, there was some trouble brewing back at home, but I enjoyed it. And, um, things going wrong, even at the tournament. But, um, I enjoyed it very much at the time. And hopefully next year things will be a little less dramatic. When they do not involve, when when the tournament no longer involves the Clockwork King, it will be to the benefit of all. It's um, we'll see what he has up his sleeve, but I fear we'll come into conflict. I'm trying to avoid conflict with him, but um, I fear we'll come into contact conflict one way or another sooner or later his goals just seem seem to be too different I'm glad his attempts to manipulate you did not succeed it um, simplifies life when he asks for things that I um, I couldn't provide it's, um, I'm glad he didn't ask for something that would merely have been a really bad idea quite, no one could possibly expect that anyone would willingly give up the things they cared most about. I suspect um, that he no longer can understand caring very much about something. Uh, it's his loss, but it does seem to leave him a bit blind to um, deal with uh, more regular folk. Okay. In this Indish scene? Indish scene? Yep. She vanishes. Yep. Back into the house of forgotten time. And um, I will um, probably not confide what she's told me to Tristram and Vaughn at this stage. Yep. I um, imagine it's if, if either of them ask me, I will. But um, yep. I don't think it's going to make either of their lives particularly more comfortable. And I figure if Tristram wants to know, he can um, he, he can talk to her himself. Yep. But um, I think that's just going to upset him. Uh, uh, certainly, it upset me. Uh, Tristan will, in fact, um, literally come and have a conversation with you that that suggests that he's spoken to her on ah, the yeah. exact same matter. Yeah, okay, sweet. In which case, I will commend him for being right. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he, will, uh, he will come and talk to you and say, you know, I spoke to her, what did she say to you, etc., yeah, etc., yeah. right, okay. Yeah, and, um, yes, it's... And uh, you have received, by and large, the same story. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, I'm not convinced she never t- ever tells anybody exactly the same thing as anybody else. Yeah. It's a fey thing. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and things, the higher up you go in the fey ladder, the the more the less clear they are. Yeah, well, I mean, at this point, I mean, it is literally a bit like having a conversation with Aristotle. Yes, it's um, it's kind of a big deal. It should be like just talking to anybody. Yes. And that's before you factor in the whole fey racial immunity to her straightforwardness. Yes. <laughs> Merely a predilection. <laughs> it's not actually... I do feel very lucky that Kaelin doesn't have Geisha in this kingdom. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't used um, I haven't used the traditional version of the fey here, where they can't lie, so they speak in riddles and that sort of thing. Yeah. I, I the, the sort of canon I have in my head is that they get increasingly more obscure as you go up. Yeah. <coughs> <coughs> so Pearl Lavish is relatively clear about who he is and what he wants, whereas yeah. someone like a Tanny. very yeah, someone like a very fey elf is a lot more aloof. And by yeah. the time you get up to Titania and Oberon, yeah, it's a big deal. All right, but yes, um, at which points um, I will want to have sat down with, sit down with um, what's her name, Cassandra Numesti. Cassandra, that's right. Presumably that's who you're looking for. Yes. Um, might actually be worth right down Cassandra. No doubt I'll get the hang of it soon, but I actually dig out the note page and just note that down. So yes. Well um my conversation with her will that having gotten the backstory off corn will start with um Thanking her for coming, warning us, and apologising for her initial reception. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she she sort of nods somewhat reluctantly at this. Not ideal, but understandable at the time. Uh, with the benefit of hindsight, I should have left a lot more counsellors and a significant chunk of the army behind. But uh, and, uh, and, uh, had an army stationed in Alex Rest proper. But I, I had expected that there was every possibility this would happen. Um, in any case, um, I understand um, that um, you, and, you and Lillian are after needing needing some help in return. If you can um, tell me what you need and what you know. Let me tell you what's been happening in Fort Dreadlib. And she will lay out... Um, this is going to be a fairly lengthy info dump, so I'll probably do it out of character rather than in character. That's um, she starts with broadly explain, explaining who she is. Uh, she is Cassandra Nemestri. I am Cassandra Nemestri, um, the only daughter, only daughter and heir of somebody. I believe it is Tyrion Nemestri. Off the top of my head, I'll probably have that written down. Naturally, that's the one that I'm missing. Uh, Tyrion Dynasty. Uh, no, sorry, she is not the sole heir, of course. She is the youngest daughter of Lord Tyrion Dynasty. Um, he is a moderately accomplished knight and an aristocrat of Brevoy, um, who basically, for his retirement from Brevoy, signed on with Dreleb's original expedition. Right, yep. Um, he was one of the founders, founding members of Fort Dreleb. And has served as the uh, counsellor there for some significant period of time. Literally, basically, since the kingdom was founded, which was, of course, around the same time yours was, it will take a few months. Yes, naturally. Um, 
And, you know, she tells you broadly what you already know. Drelev plopped his kingdom down in the middle in the middle of the um, outskirts of the Hooktun Slough. Yeah. Um, built up a ruddy great castle, yeah. merchants, etc., etc., and lives like a king. Yeah. Um, which, the way she describes this to you, she doesn't see anything wrong with it at all. And it appears to just be like she's been nobility since forever. Yeah. You know, of course you live in a castle. Yeah. When you move to a new place, you build a castle. Because yeah. if you didn't have a castle, where would you put the servants? Yeah, yeah. Um, she's not, you know, terribly, astoundingly arrogant or anything about it. It's just the way she's been raised. Yeah, yeah. This, this, is, think what, about water. Yeah, this is what life looks like. Um... In, in truth, I never thought anything was oh, I never thought anything was overly wrong with the way Fort Dreadlift was run. Father had concerns, but he never wanted to burden me with them. I didn't often get out of the castle grounds themselves. And then an interesting young woman from your kingdom moved in, Lillian Fiske. Uh, she's running one of the inns there, and she would periodically sneak me out of the castle to see what she called the real Fort Grey Live and show me a wide variety of interesting sights. <laughs> I'll bet. Uh, she, of course, is why I came to you. She she spoke of you and said you were um, often confident. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was generous of her. Uh, and you get a sense mark of check here. Yeah. Yes, because I imagine, I, given it was Corwin I got the briefing from, I imagine I've got the full briefing yeah. about all the horrible things she yeah. said about me. Because, you know, Corwin doesn't spare people's feelings. <laughs> um, okay, so that's uh, 18. Okay, so Cassandra uh, endeavours to hide this and couches it wherever she can. Yeah. But uh, the story you get is Lillian has effectively told her that you're a big stupid moron who happens to be the king. Yeah. You know, and thus you understandably command resources. You know, you are a yep. moderate fighter in your own right. Yeah. You know, etc., etc. She she hasn't told any blatant lies about you, but she's effectively talked you down wherever humanly possible. So yep. Cassandra's opinion of you is kind of you're you know a guy who's the king, and therefore the interface I need to go with yeah. go through, as opposed to you're the champion who slew the giant owl bear and, you know, saved the kingdom from trolls and all this kind of thing. Yeah, but on the other hand, I didn't do any of that stuff for her kingdom. Yeah. But um, I think the conception is, you know, if I was just some random, fairly dim-witted guy who'd managed to find himself in lieu of a kingdom, I'd still be the sensible person to go to, considering Drelev's perils and so on. It's just, you know, I needed explicit instructions about what she wanted me to do in words of one syllable. What I saw from, what I saw from Lillian's point of view how the more common folk of Fort Drelev live, I began to understand something of what they were going through. They're not penned in deliberately, but no one goes into the wilds beyond the farmlands. It's not safe out there. We're told tales of bogards and bogstriders, griffins, chimeras, all manner of bog mummies and all manner of wild beasts out there. We, Fort Drelev has almost always been at war with somebody or another. The bog, first the Bogards, then the Bogstriders, then Pytax, and now... Now us. Now you. 
within the last in the last uh, this would be about two months um, Fort Dreliv was attacked by a barbarian horde led by a king calling himself Armand the Twiceborn they ran over Dreliv's defences although the fort was not as well guarded as it should have been I assume can only assume there was some sort of collusion from within gates were literally laid open for them in any event uh, Baron King King Dreliv has found himself up against a wall he has turned his eye to Stagthorn because without an enemy he cannot control his people Amag truth to tell did very little damage we could have recovered but he took many of the noble daughters hostage my sister included what's your name Uh, but of course it's not fucking listed with the information she's giving you doubtless he listed where her sister is uh, Tamari. Tamari Domesti. Oh, that's very pretty. It is, isn't it? Um, so, Amag has taken five hostages who are literally the oldest daughters of, you know, five important noble houses of Fort Dreliv. Yeah. Uh, Dreliv himself has no children, so nothing's happened there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Although if they took his wife, I imagine he'd um, be prepared to aid them more substantially. <laughs> yeah, but you know, they're barbarians, but they're not barbarians. They don't want her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, she says, I, "I have nothing to trade you. I, I have the wealth that I have in my purse, but I want you to know that." My father did not desire this course of action against Stagthorn. He argued strongly against it. So strongly, in fact, that Hannah Strayliff threw him in prison. He saw no merit and no honour in striking uh, cravenly and unconscionably at a neighbour who had offered us no insult. It sounds like he's a good man. You understand it's not going to be easy to... um get either of them out less, but I'll do what I can when I can. I I have no expectation that you will produce either my father or sister for me out of a bag within the next few days. I I have no idea where my sister even is, and my father is in the dungeons of Dreyliff Keep. I can give you ideas where he is, but that does not precisely help you. What I'm asking for and what I can offer for in exchange is only my family's personal loyalty is to liberate my father and my sister and Lillian from Fort Dreliv. I can give you some information about this. I can point you towards Lillian. She has remained free of all this. She can probably give you more on the ground. I'll certainly be wanting to make contact with her. However, heading towards this invasion... Fort Dreliv is not a well town. There are openly creatures roaming within it now. They're like men, but gigantic, the size of houses, keeping the populace in line. 
I am reasonably certain, if I read my people correctly, that they would see you as a liberator rather than a tyrant coming to conquer them, if the boot could be taken off their throat long enough for them to be allowed to breathe and see it. I um, hold no will. No, I hold no ill will for, towards the people of Draylor, Fort Draylor generally. The um, but I confess the um, King Draylor not being my favourite person at present. But I'm actually a bit more concerned about Omarg. He's um, I uh, have some was sort of expecting him to turn up. I have some. I believe he is backed by the Church of Garona, who have um, something of a personal rival with, with me at this point. Whatever, um, whatever he sought in Fort Drelev, he either did not find it or he found it with great ease. He swept in. Uh, he left with several. He, he left with several of my father's advisors. Um, and she describes a bunch of random people. Um, all of them are women. Yeah. Um, a large number of them are young and attractive. You're talking like five, six people here. Except the one who isn't, who is kind of old and crone-like and generally unpleasant. Uh, Cassandra gives her a completely different name, of course, but it sounds like Goody Niska. Yeah. And she went off with Armag. Yeah. Which also, you know, lends a lot of credence to the concept that someone opened the door for yeah. to get into Fort Drell. Yeah, it was almost we were... certainly her, because yeah, that's we exactly were... how she but, but we heard rumours that she was in Drelev's camp, and if she was, you know, voluntarily and of her own goodwill helping him with his Kalen problems, and, you know, just generally providing him with aid and comfort, he's presumably learnt the error of his ways. Uh, and she says, that is... Well, that is all I can offer you, but um, I can tell you what I know of the town. She will literally, like, sketch you a map of the town. Cool. You know, this is vaguely what she knows. Like, I'm not going to give this to you yeah, all yeah. now, because it's kind of pointless. But this is vaguely what's in um, Castle Drelev, that kind of thing. Excellent. Um, she says... Uh, Place is called. You can find Lillian at an inn called the Velvet Corner. If you give her this, and she reaches down and takes a ring off her hand, it is a jade band with nice carvings on it. It looks fancy, but nothing extraordinary. Give her this with a flower woven through it. Any kind of long stemmed flower will do. She'll know you got my message. Aye. She'll probably be able to provide you with more help on the ground, assuming you can get into the city in the first place. I've got some thoughts on that. I've got some clever people with me. Um, Thank you for bringing us this word, lass. I'll do what I can for your family and for Lillian. And you're welcome to um, stay in the castle for the time being. We may well have more need of your counsel. She nods. I will happily accept your hospitality, Your Majesty. Right, and there's a small little noise, and the side quest bar comes up. Yeah, uh, Cassandra gives you a cough side quest. Yeah, uh, rescue Terrian Nemestri from Drelev Keep, rescue Tamarine Nemestri from the Tiger Lord Barbarians, 
remove Hannah Strayliff from power, liberate Fort Drayliff. Right, yeah. I'm not certain that the the last two count as side quests per se. That kind of sounds more like the main plot. It is listed as a side quest. Presumably so that completing it gives you bonus XP in addition to actually, you know, the XP for taking the city and fighting Raylan, blah 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 blah. Presumably. So I mean, you're welcome to write that down if you desire, but it's it's pretty much the plot. Yeah, yeah. I think um I will note down the um side quests of rescuing the um rescuing Tyrion. Oh, and she's She's less asking you to rescue Lillian because as far as she knows, Lillian hasn't been arrested or abducted or anything of the sort. Yeah. But there's a general request of, you know, keep her safe slash rescue her if she needs rescuing slash I don't know what the situation on the ground is anymore. Yeah, so um, Lillian Lillian sent her for help. So um, Lillian presumably needs help, not in the sense that she's was imminently about to be arrested when she sent the message, but, yeah. you know, generally speaking, running a civilian insurrection against the, you know, giants and whatever else is in, um, in Fort Drayleaf is presumably a bit of a complicated problem. Yep. And, uh, you get a sense motive check here. Yes. Uh, 13. Okay, um, she's fairly ambivalent on this this inn with its unique name of the Velvet Corner. Um, it's which, totally brothel. Yeah, when it? she says inn, she probably means brothel. Yeah, well, she's, she's a devotee of Clarista. It's, it's, it's all part of the equation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. <laughs> this doesn't trouble Caleb yeah. anyway, but he understands that a gently bred noble woman yeah, is going to yeah, find Ca- it a little Cassandra's more. ears, like, Cassandra knows this. Her yeah. ears kind of burn at the concept of it. Yeah. But yes, I imagine um, that at the very least we can look after Sandra in the style she's become accustomed to. I mean, I'd like to recover the rest of the family, but um, one's better than another. If, if and when you find my father and sister, tell them what I've told you, tell them what I've said. Uh, don't, don't, there's no need to mention Lily, and I don't want her dragged into this. No problem. Okay, and... That is yeah, the side quest, Cassandra's plea, do yep. the plot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've written down rescuing the two Nemestis uh, because, you know, yeah. like, my general approach to Omag is pro- was not probably going to be hostage rescue so much just charge him and take him out, whereas I might want a more subtle approach to get well, the hostages out first. Yeah, specifically she wants her family and, and her friend rescued and recovered. Yeah. Um, you know, she also wants Drayla taken out of power and the city liberated. But to be honest, you know, they're the kind of goals you're going to achieve well aimed yeah. for the big one anyway, because the alternative is, you know, you break into the castle, kill Drayla, liberate the city, and then you're like, nah, you can stay in jail, Baron, you know, yeah. Tyrion the Misty. Why? Because I'm an asshole. On the other hand, I could rescue Tyrion the Misty first. Yes, you certainly could. Um, because, you know, he presumably has a bunch of intelligence yeah, on but, what's going but on. But given that you don't complete her uh, cough side quest until you actually liberate Fort Trapliff. Right, okay, at that point. Uh, the only thing you don't have to do is kill Armand the twice born. Yeah, she doesn't. Finish her side quest. Yeah, she doesn't care about him. Yep. Um, the, um, yeah, well, no one's probably going to give me a side quest for Kilkuri Niska, um, but I want to. Yeah, yeah, that's hard to argue with. Uh, 
But the, um, yeah, I mean... Um, and from her point of view, Goody Niska is nobody important. She's yeah. one of, you know, a bunch of count... Uh, not um, members of the High Council, per se, but, you know, advisors and assistants and that sort of thing. I will, however, ask her a bunch of questions about her dad's new counsellors, you know, what happened to the old ones, when did he get these people, how long have they been advising him. Yeah. Does the timeline roughly fit in with... Um, so, from the sounds of what she's telling you with what um, you already know, um, it sounds like Drelev went down there with a couple of Guy Ronan um, women already in his circle. Oh, right. Whether okay. he knew about that or not is yep. a separate issue that she can't answer. But literally, like, Drelev went down there with a bunch of mercenary soldiers, you know, and a couple of his own people, uh... Oh lord, which does bring up questions about his mistress. Uh, looking at his council, uh, which I have at the start of the rush light, gentlemen. Uh, so, uh, Terrian Nemesti. Put a different name listed here for him for some reason. Probably because I'm dumb. Terrian Nemesti literally retired from honourable service in Brivoy and joined up with Drelev's thing to go seek a new life in his kingdom kind of thing. Has been there since day one and pretty much immediately became his counsellor. Yeah. Um, Lady Quintessa Moray is also a day one pick. Yeah. Um, As is Emeka Struan, as is um, his... He started with a queen pretty much. As soon as he became king, he had a queen. Uh, Lynette and Garnack Bonepicker... And Grigory, he is all picked up later. Because they just kind of wanted it from other yeah, but, places. But from the sounds like, of yeah. things, Drelev had a couple of young, attractive women in his circle anyway when he went down there. Yeah. And they have later been supplemented with Goody Niska and a couple more. Yeah. Um, like a couple of months after Goody Niska disappeared from your kingdom. Yeah, so that sounds about right timeline-wise. Yeah. Uh, as far as... Um, Cassandra is aware. Um, Quintessa Moray is not with that group. She didn't leave with Armag the Twiceborn. But she is a young, attractive woman who happened to be knocking poots with Greylev. Yeah, and I mean... The thing and is, she is also startlingly attractive. If she wasn't a Gary Ronan when she went down there... It's <laughs> she might pop- be one now because she's a young, embittered woman who's a mistress of this, this absolute dickhole. Yeah, and you know, the church of Gairona, you know, the young, attractive woman cooped up and fought with months and months and months and nothing to yeah. do would pretty, pretty much prey on any other young woman that happened to I be mean, in their, young or old woman who happened to be in their vicinity. You've seen I, I mean, let's put it this way. If, if she's not a member of the church of Gairona now, it won't have been because she hasn't received the offer. You, you've seen no evidence whatsoever that Drelev, um, slaps, slaps his wife or girlfriends round or anything yeah. of the sort. Um, on the other hand, he clearly has a deeply unhappy marriage with his wife, who is also a prime candidate yes. to be an embittered Guy Ronan. Yeah. And he's having his side dirty weekends with Quintessa Murray, yeah. who is clearly getting something out of it that probably isn't Hannes Drelev as the greatest lover in the river kingdom. Yeah, yeah. The, um... It could be the very obvious, you know, he's rich, he's the king, he buys her pretty things, she's in a position of power... Or it could be any one of a thousand more subtle things. I think she's a woman of her own agenda, because she's always reminded yeah, she me somewhat, or, somewhat of a slightly more dark side Michaela. She definitely hasn't struck you as a dumb bimbo in any yeah. way. Yeah, and, she's... and Guy Ronan would certainly fit. Yeah, it's certainly... On the other hand, um, I was going to say she's made an effort to um, 
help Kaelin whenever the opportunity presented itself, but what she's actually yeah. done is made an effort to jump Kaelin's bones whenever the opportunity presents itself, which when you get right down to it is also a very gyro. Yeah, has she, do. or has she taken an opportunity to spread discord whenever she can? Yeah, yeah. It's hard to say. It's it's one of those things, though, when you go looking for Gaironan cultists, you inherently witch hunt because you could easily pick five or six other people on your on your own council yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, who have caused a bunch of trouble. When, when we went around looking for potential Gaironans, we went, came up with a name list that included every named NPC, every, every female named NPC, almost every named female NPC in the kingdom. <laughs> I mean, when it gets right down to it, considering they recruit from... Old, old grouchy crone like woman and young pretty crone woman who have any grudge against any man. Yeah. I mean, that Lillian Visky fits the profile perfectly. Yes, indeed she does. <laughs> I mean, if you're looking for a young pretty, either an old, old, old grouchy woman or a young pretty woman who yeah. at some point in her life has been wronged by a man, that's a, that's and a broad Boy, field. if you hadn't flushed her out of the kingdom by the time Neskill really got going. Yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> Should have been so on the pile. Should have been sitting in the back, hiffing daggers at your head. Yeah, yeah. On the other hand, um, if I hadn't, got, I, I got her out of the kingdom by blowing my relationship with her. If I hadn't made the decision to screw up my relationship yes. with her, it might have been a very different proposition. Yes, but if you if you'd made like strong, deliberate efforts to keep her there, well, throwing Bryn in her face, I'd have just looked at that and gone <laughs> into the yeah. ironic pile. You go. Yes, yes. But I'm not dumb. I'm not that dumb. I'm plenty dumb, but I'm not that dumb. <laughs> I'm stupid around woman, but I ain't that stupid. Yeah, well, I was thinking about what I'd tell this girl if, you know, she asked me for the real dope on what happened with Lee and Lillian. And when I think about it, it boils down to Callum doesn't know a lot about girls. And Lillian paid a high price to us, educate him further. Uh, you, you'd actually pick up, because you were looking at this with your sense motive check earlier, she's curious. Um, she's not about to ask you at this stage in this set up. Yeah. Um, given that this will probably go on for several months at least, um, yeah. she'll almost certainly end up asking you at some point. Oh, look but, forward to the conversation. But she probably also has her own very clear idea of exactly what your relationship was like and why it went south and yeah. how much resemblance that bears to reality is another story altogether. Uh, yeah, but to be honest, if Lilia's version is Calen dumped her because Calen's a moron that, you know, based on what actually happened, it's kind of hard to dispute. I mean, if her version is she dumped Kaelin because Kaelin's a moron, which sounds more like it, it's not factually true, but oh, there is this true... It is true in spirit. It's always she dumped you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I believe that was, in fact, what was literally spread around your kingdom. Yeah, yeah. But in all fairness, nobody had any trouble believing that version, and unlike other gossip that's been talked about Kaelin, Kaelin thought she really had that coming. That was fair enough. All right, and that is because I mean, uh, the reason Kaelin dumped her was nothing to do with uh, anything wrong with her. It was just the fact that Kaelin was Kaelin was dead. So, and you have a big pile of generic information on Fort Draylev and yep. Castle Draylev and that sort of thing. Yep. Um, none of which she gives you is extraordinarily startling. She doesn't tell you there's a big obvious secret door that goes straight into his bedroom that I happen to know about. Yeah. So, um, Kaelin will sit down with his cons- council and talk to people about this. Yeah. I'm not certain we need to do that in character. Probably and, not, no. Basically, um, what Kaelin tells people is that his initial goal is to scout out enough of the hook on slough to make it as far as Port Draylev, at which point some sort of scouting mission might be a pro- some sort of scouting mission to 
make contact with Lillian and see what the situation is with um, Tyrion might be appropriate. Yeah. Simultaneous to that, we'll want to be scouting around um, the Hooktongue style a bit further in an effort to track down where the Fracker Marg is, at which point we can make a plan involving killing him. Yeah. Again. So, literally, um, at this point, um, uh, at some point in here, um, you will actually get a, um, a, a messenger from Fort Drelev, um, bringing you a formal declaration of war. Yeah, That's you, already happened. You, you, you covered the formal declaration of war. They say we did all this bad stuff, we sent them back one saying they did all this bad stuff, and, you know... Yeah. Let's sort it out by it, going to war. It's mutual. It's mutual. Believe me, it's mutual. Uh, so you are now at war with Fort Drelev, yep. officially. Um, I'm unlike certain other sissy kingdoms, I'm not going to immediately run around all my eyes crying like a little girl yeah, and asking well, for their aid. The theory was that Kaelin was vaguely expecting to get a message from Drelev saying, ah, sorry about the overly ambitious army commanders who totally weren't doing it on my orders. Yeah. You know, I'll have some people executed, let's have peace. Yeah. Uh, instead, he has gone to war with you. Yeah. Uh, so you you discuss this with your council, and basically their theory is, you know where Fort Drelev is. Yeah. You could pick it on a map effortlessly. Um, the city needs to be penetrated, the situation there needs to be found out about. Drelev himself needs to go, probably at the sharp end of a battle axe. Yeah. Um, or great sword, as the case may be. Yeah. Um, getting into Fort Drelev, you'd need some sort of plan for, but from Cassandra's information, they still take traders and merchants and all that sort of thing. The city is not by any stretch of the imagination locked down tight. This seemed like a good opportunity to break out Michaela's skill set. Yeah. I haven't hitherto used a lot, but... Yeah, disguise um, is certainly a very valid way in there. Um, but... If not necessarily for the go kill Drelev mission, at least for the go meet up with Lily and let her know what's going on, see what she needs, and possibly break Tyrion out of jail, although that's probably yeah. a lot harder. So, and then separately to that, you need to find Armag the Twiceborn and what he's doing. Yeah. Um, and presumably stop him from doing it. Yeah. Which will involve significantly more exploring of the yeah. region. Because I have to track him, I have to literally track him down. Correct. But uh, the theory being, I want to, um, for the Drelev part, I want to at least explore the hexes leading up to Fort Drelev so that I have a route in and a route out before I go poking around the city. Yep. Which will also, you know, provide me the opportunity to explore some hexes. And thus we, we sort of click back into our more standard rhythm where you'll be doing Kingdom Turns exploring um, in whatever fashion you please. Yep. Um, don't feel that there's any um, there, there is no particular the, the timer that we had for the second one where I asked you to temper your exploring with actually coming back to the city so all the inner city stuff could happen yeah. is largely unrelated to this you can yeah. more or less do whatever you like at whatever speed you desire cool. and I will of course give you another map Yep. what I'm going to do is basically um, regions of this map are openly known to um not have anything in them in particular primarily because these are the bits that border on other places so I could give them to you blank and you could go up and explore them but there's nothing in them so right. I figure if I cut them out early yeah so there, there's um... literally um, row 11 is the border between Drelev and Pytax yeah. um, and is relatively well known well mapped land yeah. 
um, in which there are no cities or great secrets or anything like that. And up the other end, you have the same thing with Bravoy. Right, so it's the same thing as uh, Van, Hall. Van Hall had a bunch of Bravoy and move on land at the top and bottom. Yeah, except that these are not actually territory taken by Bravoy or Pytax. Right. They, are, they, are, they actually belong to Drelev. Right. They are merely, it's openly known that there's nothing of interest in them. Right, okay. So I'm endeavouring to save you pointless exploring. Okay. That's my message. Yep, sure thing. Um, so, um... Oh, and, uh, I mean to put Fort Drelev on the yeah, actual Yeah, that was, in fact, exactly what I was about to ask for. Okay, so... Because I'm, I'm certainly not going to give you the brain-dead one that you have in here. Of Make an old no, civilization yeah. check. You've heard of this dude, Drelev. Openly known facts. Uh, Fort Drelev is there in C6. Right around the centre of the map. Yeah. Um... Your kingdom is off that away. Right, yep. Um, you can do a compass map if you desire one. Well, I'm at least going to put Stagthor yep. that away. Uh, and between you and Drelev is the Hooktang Slough. The, the marsh. Yep. You don't specifically know how big it is or exactly where it extends or where the roots are through or that sort of thing. Yeah. But you have a vague idea. Marshland here. East is right, isn't it? Correct. Yep, that's the one I always have trouble remembering. Yep. It's because I'm desperately not doing what's in the book with regards to compass directions and things. Uh, every single map has north is yay far off centre, oh, just right. to make it complicated. Yeah. I've, I've just given you north is dead north. Conveniently, yep. the River Kingdoms lines up, so your kingdom dead north, dead yep. east. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Okay, so I have a hooked on slow map. Yep. And some uh, 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 a vague plan of attack. And the world is yours to do as you please with. Yes. Okay, and um, the um, I believe the next step on the agenda was um, I was going to um, look at my pile of treasure. Um, I can't be bothered dividing that this time. No, I'll probably accumulate a bit more. No, that's okay. And once it becomes apparent that you... Uh, uh, once this plan becomes apparent to your citizens... Yeah. Then a bunch of people will come and ask you for side questy things. Yep. Um, which, to be honest, you know, you're not probably not going to obscure the fact that you're at war with Drelev. No, no, that is pretty much publicly announced to people, straight away. In fact, it is announced to people that I'm at war with Drelev probably before our diplomatic notes come and go, as it really doesn't matter what he writes in his diplomatic note at this point. Um, at which point... Uh, I mean, unless his diplomatic note included a groveling apology and a promise to pay substantial reparations, it wasn't going to be accepted. You have... A couple of side quests here, which I can give you at any time you please. Uh, it seems like this is the campaign start style yep. thing, yep. so this seems like an appropriate time. We'll just get my side quest paper back out. So, when it becomes apparent what you are doing and where and that sort of thing, uh, Umbleweed will come and see you. Uh, the wizard from your tower down in Lakesview. Yes. Um, Every time I hear that name, I think it's a tumbleweed. Little wild-eyed gnome guy, and he comes to see you very excitedly, and he says, Oh, Your Majesty, I understand we have great news and that we're at war with the Hooktang Slough. 
Uh, I wouldn't precisely call it great news, but I we're at war with them. Oh, but that means people will be going there, yes? Yes. Yes, well, thanks to Fort Draylon's restrictive trade policies and, and their unnecessary unwillingness to not send people out into the wilderness to find the assorted monsters and things that live out there, I haven't been able to find anyone to trade with for the goods that I need, but... But you've always struck me as the sort of man who will find himself wandering knee-deep in the mud fighting giant monsters. Aye, I think that's a fair characterisation. What giant monsters are you hoping I'll knock off for you? Oh, no, no, no. I don't want them killed. No, I'm not some sort of savage barbarian. I want to harvest their components, of course. Okay, well, I'm probably not going to do that while they're still alive unless there's some particular reason that they only work it Oh, no, no. You're welcome, welcome to kill them. That's entirely your concern, but... I'm concerned with magic here, and the arts arcana, and there are a wide variety of interesting things that I'm seeking here. Uh, uh, some of them will be rather rookie, that's why I prefer you touch them and bring them to me in containers. I can provide the containers if necessary. Absolutely. But, but there's several interesting local flora and fauna around the Hooktang Slough, and I'm, I'm looking for a few things here. Uh, I'm told there are giant dragonflies up there. Are you staring at the snake? Where's things and how many giant monsters are drawn on it? Uh, I have to confess, I have, uh, I'm guilty of reading upside down. I can see that one of the quest titles is Wanted Slugs, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I apologise. No, no, that's quite right. It's only the side quest anyway. So. Yeah. Uh, and, and you're getting them all from Umbleweed because yeah. he's my go-to NPC for slug reactions. <laughs> yeah. uh, he says, I understand that there are giant dragonflies up there. And if, if you can bring me uh, a good shipment of giant dragonfly wings, oh, about, about six of uh, from about six dragonflies should suffice. Uh, wings from. I have a theory that one could build an even lighter than usual yet still strong magical cloak from it. Like, and, and obviously if you bought me some of these I'd use some of them to give you one as a reward for a oh. cloak of resistance plus three. Ooh! I'm feeling a sudden urge to kill giant dragonflies. Okay. And, and I have some ideas on how to do some better etching into some of the magical items. Inscribe the runes into swords and that kind of thing. Um, but Unfortunately, a long run of supplies, you'd be amazed how hard it is to get people to go out there and harvest a gigantic slug for you. Slug spit? I love this guy. Uh, he would like a dozen vials of giant slug acid, uh, which you should be able to get from a giant slug. Cool. Um, he will talk you through how to harvest it, which sounds like a disgusting process. The yep. slug does not need to be alive for this to take place. Yeah. Uh, if you don't eviscerate it into tiny pieces, that would probably be more useful to you. Yeah, I'm not really planning into chopping it into bitty bits, except insofar as I need to do so to get fill these damn vials. It's just in, in an unrelated, um, in, a, in, in a completely unrelated reward, I could brew up about a dozen potions of your choice as, as a reward for that. Obviously, I wouldn't be using the slug spin there. No, no, it's for uh, metal etching and that sort of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, a dozen... Dozen potions. Dozen potions of my choice. Uh, then, I, I'd rather have a theory. Those Vortikai zombies got me thinking. <laughs> you see? It's, yeah, that's a, that's a great start. <laughs> uh, about what else could be on there. No, obviously, you, you heard that the Hooktang Slough is supposed to be the, the, some gigantic lake monster called Hooktang in it. Now, I'm sure that's quite nonsense, but... I'm sure there must be creatures in there. 
and I am convinced one of them must be something akin to this. And he describes this long-bodied creature. You've actually seen one of these before, an Elasmosaurus. Ah, yes. Um, he says, now, if you bring me one of those in as good a condition as you can possibly muster to autopsy, find out how it works and how it goes together. Right, the uses for such a thing, the reagents that could be drawn from are infinite, but no one's ever managed to bring me back one in solid condition. I'd pay handsomely for it. 8,000 gold for the delivery of a usable Elasmosaurus corpse. Aren't they massive? Uh, well, yeah. Like, massive. He's, he's like me asking... He's, he's, he's not asking asking you to bring him the biggest one that he possibly can. Hook tongue itself is supposed to be a, a ridiculously gigantic thing. Yeah, but... Is but yes, asking... it could be... Even a small one could be a bit of an expedition to get out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, he, he, it's like asking you me to bring him back a dead elephant, yes? Yeah, yeah, very much. That's very akin to what he's asking for here. <laughs> okay. He's not asking for you to bring him back a, um, a, a dead, super gigantic monstrosity, but it's definitely bring me back a dead elephant. He will pay you, you 8,000 gold to bring him back a Dedalasmosaurus. And I do like 8,000 gold, but, you know, he couldn't just have the head of an Elasmosaurus or some, you know, usual bits or something. And he says, that that's all I know of the flora and fauna up there. But if you find anything else that you think could have interesting reagent on it, by all means bring it back and I'll be quite prepared to take a look at it and reward you if there's anything interesting about it. <laughs> okay. And he has read Kaelin correctly, Kaelin... And um, has never really changed his um, professional appraisal when it comes to killing things in exchange for cash. Particularly considering he doesn't want there to be a giant slug roaming around the kingdom. I mean, he doesn't want to extract vials of its stuff, but um, he's certainly motivated by the dragon one anyway. That's a great cloak. Do you want dragonflies? Yes. Yeah, it's dragonflies. Do you want one of the... um... You want the next side quest that isn't Unbelieve? Yep. That's all the Yorkie reagent ones are Unbelieve. Yep. Uh, the next appointment on your calendar is uh, Nobleman Edrist Hanvaki. Uh, you went out and found his dead brother in Varnhold. He'd fallen down uh, the, the cliffs, essentially. Yes. Uh, buried him, marked his grave, and they rewarded you with some cash, essentially. Yes. Something in that neighbourhood. I hope and trust um, it's not another lost relative to lose one of the... Um, foreign region where he fell on accident to lose two looks like carelessness. He comes to see you and you know goes through all the usual courtesies and he says your majesty you know I understand expeditions will soon be made to the hook tongue slough you know and and you did such a fantastic job of finding my brother. I'm very pleased to inform you that we haven't lost any more relatives. Oh oh, I'm I'm glad of that. (laughs) In fact I'd like you to make known one of my relatives that this is my beloved and only daughter Genevieve. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Genevieve Hanvaki and behind him there is this immaculately dressed teenager who looks like she has sucked on a lemon for about four days straight oh good she is in complete full blown sulky pout mode arms yeah. folded all the rest of it she's got a wonderful picture here you <laughs> a female model and she stops her foot slightly and and says to him in a voice that's clearly not supposed to be addressed to you, but is damn sure not quiet enough to not be heard. She says, Daddy, this is taking too long. You've been talking to him for too long. He says, well, well, well now, Jenna, dear, it's it's, it's your your turn to talk. Oh, good. She steps up and and she sort of looks at you. Um... So, King it unfolds her arm, sort of gives a vague curtsy, and then falls them back up again. 
my daddy says you're the best at finding things and I want something found that can only be found in the hook tongue slough and it can't be bought no matter how much money you throw at the problem what are you after Les? well I'm a girl right obviously and an amazing girl and a girl like me should have a pony right with your sofa and my daddy won't get me one uh that's that's not precisely correct. I don't want just any pony. Daddy's bought me 40 ponies and none of them are acceptable. <laughs> I want a special pony. I've heard from a guy out around that area that there's a herd of wild horses out there that are supposed to be magnificent. The best and biggest horses there are. And there's supposed to be a stallion called Windchaser that leads them. Now, I want... I don't care if it's Windchaser himself or just one of his herd... If you get out there and find there's a prettier pony than Windchaser in there, I want that one. Mm-hmm. But I want, I want, I want... And Edris is face playing the background and whispering to me, like, that's the king you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. She says, I want, I want, I want one of those horses, uh, Your Majesty. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Daddy will pay you. Edris <laughs> is like... As you see, my beloved daughter has her heart set upon this, and if you happen to be in the area and find this Windchaser or his herd, and uh, it could bring one of them back for my beloved Genevieve, uh, I would be prepared to pay you handsomely for the peace this would grant, uh, the happiness this would bring <laughs> her, and our home in general. Uh, 8,000 gold. Yeah. It actually sounds like quite a fun side quest. Yes, I know your majesty is a rider in and of himself. If you wanted to acquire one of the horses for yourself, by, it, by all means, we only need the one. It um, sounds like an interesting thing. I can be looking. I can be looking into it. I want. I want. I want. To be honest, at some point, I, I don't think the horse is what this guy needs. I think some basic parenting advice is what this guy needs. But granted that some Kellen's kids are um, yeah. probably only just starting to work on walking. Yeah. She she's definitely the sort of nobleman's daughter who's always had everything she ever wanted because yeah. Daddy can afford to buy it for her. Yeah, I I just think that you know. Daddy needs to acquaint her with some of the harsher realities of reality. <laughs> I want, I want, I want. But that's it, you know. Kaelin can totally, Kaelin can totally find a home for eight thousand gold, and uh, if my choice is um, tow a dead as Lesmosaurus back, back to civilization, or acquire a horse, acquire a horse does yeah. sound more well, up my You could probably ride or lead the horse back. Now, technically, if you can catch the Lesmosaurus alive, he's perfectly happy with that. Yeah. Uh, I will add Genevieve to my list of NPCs and put I want, I want, I want as a catchphrase. <laughs> Welcome aboard. I'm not going to make her a counsellor. His one, incidentally, is money buys everything. Uh, hard to argue with. Certainly buys a lot. Uh, and that is all the side quests you get. Excellent. But, um, I probably take the rescuing people in peril slightly more seriously, but yeah. you know, if I run but across a horse, no, nobody is demanding any of this in any great hurry. It's literally yeah. you're going to that area. We can't acquire the stuff from elsewhere yeah. while you're there. Oh, at, at that point, it's starting to get late, and the question is: Do we want to um, do a kingdom turn and start off with Thona, or, or do we want to leave it there? Uh, I am perfectly happy to do a kingdom turn. I think that would move us to a 
Nice. dramatic point. Yeah, nice, um, nice starting point. Yep. Alright, so. Let's find some kingdom paperwork. In fact, I already have some of the kingdom paperwork I require. Is now Pathona. Forty-seven, nineteen to twenty. Could you pass me a calculator? Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you should introduce it to Samantha. Yeah, it certainly uh, makes me appreciate that um, Samantha isn't the most annoying teenager in the um, really kingdoms. Or indeed, even in my bit of them. That's cool. Starting the turn with a nice solid 28 build points, even after the um, purchase of numerous things. I've got the consumption's nice and low, that will work well for what I have in mind. Okay. Okay, and um, wherever. You want me to drive your kingdom turn, do you? Uh, Whilst building. Yes, um, I actually was also hoping to receive the um, kingdom rules. Okay. Uh, Hang on. Uh, they don't appear to be in one of the handouts that you've given me. Okay, that's because they are in here. Yep. I am happy for a uh, traditional arrangement of um, you telling me what to roll and me rolling it. I really um, also want my rules for the bit where I'm supposed to do stuff. Yep. Okay, that's a great start. Okay, I fail my stability roll. How badly? I crit fumble it. Do, do, is that a thing? Do I crit fumble them? Uh, if you crit fumble, you fail automatically. Yeah. Uh, but I also need to know how badly you failed it. B- because because of you the gain thing. either one unrest or, I think, a d4. Yeah, so, um, alright, so. Is 81 plus 1 plus 2 and I, my current thing. Ooh. Yeah, because it factors in the unrest. Um, which means 92. Yeah, which makes sense when your kingdom is, un- is uneasy. Yeah, I fail it by 10. Ooh! Okay, uh, you gain a d4 unrest. Yep. Because um, the thing is, it's I, I, I was already 8 points under for stability, and yep. then you add 4 to that, and that's 12. Yep. <laughs> Alright, and it is 4 again. Okay, so your people are incredibly uneasy about being at war with Drelev, and... Yep. From the sounds of it, you're pretty much unofficially at war with the Tiger Lord Barbarians as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Their capital city has fallen, it has been retaken, but they're tremendously worried that it could happen again. Yeah. That you now might be locked into this endless war with Drelev, that as happened last time, Drelev joined in with someone else's war. What happens if Grolton now joins with him and attacks you? Or Pytax takes a swipe at you and allies with Drelev? Or rumours abound, worry surges. Yep. Pay consumption. Okay, so... Uh, good old kingdom rules. You're fine, you're fine, you're fine. Have a shitload of unrest. Yeah, yeah, well this is why... I mean, you make fun of me for the, um, trying to keep my stats in that range, but, um... I make fun of you because you're out of my league. Mm. And that helps keep you small. Mm-hmm. But, um, the thing is that, um, when you add un- a bunch of unrest to it, suddenly you can't make the checks anymore. Well, I'm sure the upcoming... 
neutral evil intelligent items will please you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, take consumption. Done that. Okay. Uh, get magic items. Yep. Uh, let me see what we got in the slots. Obviously forgot to sell one of them, but I will sell one of them now. Knock yourself out. So we have um, one slot available. I'm um, keeping around the Tome of Understanding, and the other things that are in there are not interesting, so I will sell one of them. Uh, it is a thing I have never heard of, so I'll just look it up and see that it actually exists before I um, get you to write it down. Yeah, yeah, that's totally a thing. A ring of X-ray vision. Okay. Uh, it is worth twenty-five thousand gold. Uh, it allows you that just kind of badass. It allows you to see through solid matter huh? up to twenty feet. Uh, penetrates stone, metal. One foot of stone, one inch of metal, three foot of wood or dirt. Uh. Does you constitution damage after the first ten minutes of use in a day? Okay. Um, How bizarre. Yes, I agree. Okay, when it comes to clearing magic item slots, I would like to know if anyone is interested in that, because it is definitely... Kaelin already has rings he's happy with, and that is definitely too weird for him. Uh, probably not, on the whole. Um, I... Uh, Bryn would probably find a use for it, but it's definitely in the too fucking weird category. Yeah. Um, it, Corwin would throw it out the window immediately. Yeah. Um, that's it. It's a shitload of money, even at half price. Yeah. Because they don't have to buy it now, but if they're not interested at all, it's just going to get sold. Yeah, I I think not. If it worked reflexively, that would be a different story, but given you have to activate it, Michaela would be interested in it it as another one of those various defensive capacities she could possess. But it's quite expensive. Yep. Okay, at which point... And because it doesn't allow her to see an ambush coming from the other side of the wall unless she's specifically looking for it. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking for an ambush, you're looking for an ambush, yep. So, um, at which point I will I will leave it on the list for the time being, but I've marked it as no one specifically interested. Yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting, but and I will clear a different item from my slots. Yep. Okay. Uh, you may do so. Um. I've still got my eye on that tome of understanding. As I recall, it was hideously, hideously expensive. Yeah, uh, yeah I think it's like twenty six k. Yeah. Or something, so possibly more. But you know, given I can't clear four of them at once, I might as well keep it around in case I develop more money. Huh? Yep. And you probably don't want to start making economy checks to try and clear the rest at this stage. Ooh, no. Minus eight or what? Uh, so you may use your royal enforcer if you so choose to reduce your unrest. Yeah, the thing is, um, what are my odds of making the loyalty check at this point? Because that isn't actually a crazy idea at this stage. So it reduces your unrest by one. Regardless. And then yep. you make a loyalty check. Yeah, so, right, which is worth bearing in mind in and of itself. Alright, so. Send Chris out to shut off the people that were complaining. So I need a nine or better on the dice. Um, That's going to come together.
Yeah, I think I will actually take that. I will actually use my royal enforcer. Yeah. That is that is getting to be a kind of worrying degree of unrest. I'll find out who the worst, who who who's stirring up the worst trouble. Sort it out. Hey. But diplomatically. <laughs> And Crystal is feeling diplomatic. Yep. I make the loyalty check. Yep. She's going to have a busy month. Mm-hmm. Uh, so your unrest drops, and then your loyalty does not drop. Yep. So all good. Yes. Next step, assign leadership. Yep. I'm, I'm good with them all where they are. Uh, claim the abandoned hexes, build terrain, create... Oh, actually, um, hold up. Um, I'll just have a think about the old Beldame's um, contribution. Um... So, in terms of changing my Spymaster's contribution to um, what stat she's improving... Uh, yes, that's what you're asking. Um, I, uh, it's been a while since I did that. Yep, yep, yep. Spymaster. During the edict phase, yes, so that's right now. Yeah. You may choose. Technically, you do this every turn. We just never bother yeah. to change it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you you may flick it from economy, loyalty, or stability as you like. Yeah, it's currently on loyalty. I'm just um, my stability's quite low. Of course, at that point, my loyalty would be quite low. Um, but um, it may be more vital. Slap another castle down. It's easier to build stability buildings is the thing. I already did the majority of my loyalty improving. And the other thing I could do is put in an economy. No, I'm going to bet on being able to get this under control. And if not, I can always do it next turn. Mm-hmm. No, I will leave her on loyalty. No problem. Claiming uh, abandoned hexes, build improvements. Uh, right, the, the big blah, one. Blah, blah, yep. blah. All good? Hit me. Okay, so, um, Carolyn Bill does, chooses not to claim any hexes this turn, yep. which is the first turn on quite a few terms. Um, he builds two houses in Lakeview and one in Alcaraz, mm-hmm. and, um, constructs a half-priced garrison in Lakeview over the, um, site of the old Staglord's Fort, which has hitherto gone unclaimed. Nice. Um, this has the net effect of dropping my unrest from seven to two. <laughs> nice. Yep. At which point, um, I also um, now have one more place I can station an army. At which point, I am going to alter my default army position. Yep. And experience having taught me that I need to write this down, I'm going to note down exactly where they're all sitting because it yep. is, in fact, critically important. So. I like um, I like the concept of your people are worried because you're at war. Builds more garrisons. Yeah. Well, it it seems logical because. Yeah. Um, so the central army is in um, the central lands, because yep. that's pretty much where they need to stay. Yep. Um, the um, Keston's bowmen are in Thornwatch. Yep. And at this time, with an extremely mobile army sitting right next to Varnhold, I am going to move Varnhold's army, the Varnhold army, out of the garrison in Varnhold into the garrison in Lakeview. Yep. Where they are considerably closer to um, Fort Trailer. Yeah. Makes sense. I am getting to the point where I have more garrisons than I have armies, because I also have, um... a spare, um, castle for at least a, for a smaller army in Elk's Rest. Yep. But, um, 
my plan is to um, look at making another army that can guard it, a smaller army that can provide some defense bonus to Elkrist itself and defend people trying to conquer it. Yep. But in the meantime, this will at least provide an, uh, another close-range army and bring them closer to the border with Dreyliv as opposed to the border with, you know, Stagthorn versus impassable on one side and impassable mountains on the other side, which seems less than crucial military challenge-wise. No problem. Um... At which point, that's the end of the stuff I do. Okay. It's all taken care of on rest. Mostly. Yeah, it, it's, um... Eight is, um... The kingdom's about to wobble off the edge. Yeah, two yeah. is normal operating procedure. Yep. I truck around with two all the time. Okay. Bill will let waffle, uh, and he goes straight to collect taxes. Yep. No pressure. Did you, in fact, spend large amounts of your money doing that? Well, my bill point total is currently zero. Ah. Although, um, I'm going to pick up ten flat for, um, my economy at the yep. end of the turn, which will provide me something to pay consumption with. But yes, it would be a bit of a quiet turn if I failed this economy check. But I do not believe I have. Ninety-five. Which yes, I have made the economy check. Yep. Gains a bazillion build points. Yeah, happily these days when I make them, it, um, it makes a pretty profound difference. And um, bloody hellfire, it really does. <laughs> and I go from zero and I add thirty-one to it, and then another. Where did I put this thing? 11. Yep, and then another 11. So I go from um, 0 to 42. I've got quite a lot of citizens and they, they do pay tax. Yep. We have lots of it. Yep, and Extra I'm... tax, like, like Dreyliv, extra tax is required in this time of war. Yeah, no, I, I, you didn't see me increasing my tax rates? Foolish. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that is... Um, yes, so... Kaelin um, does actually perform additional military manoeuvres. He doesn't just build houses to make his citizenry happy. But he does take the opportunity because Lakeview is decidedly short on houses and now it has the ones I need. Yep. So, on your event, uh, you are planning on going and talking to elders? I am, but that's um, less a kingdom event and more something... Up to, that's more sort of yep, some, yep. the first thing I'm going to do before potentially going exploring <laughs> the Hooktown Slough. Uh, if I put it on hiking on events, then I will have it noted. That would be helpful because that will. I've got like three things I want to do next kingdom turn. The less stuff I have to write down on my little note sheet, the better. Okay, so your kingdom event this turn. Yes. Uh, you are having a general council meeting to talk about the state of the kingdom and how building the new garrison is coming along, and yeah. you know how the Varnhold army is moving in, and how many families you then need to move into Lakeview and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, they can live in the new houses I built. That's right. That's yeah. why you're building them. Uh-huh. Uh, Kressel does not show up at this meeting, which is not immediately alarming. She is having an incredibly busy month. Yeah. Um, having to um, endeavour to keep all the citizens calm, sort out where the worst troublemakers are and all that sort of thing. Um, when she doesn't show up, you sort of wait for a bit. You send Leon out to find her. He doesn't come back in any great rush. You start without her. You conclude the meeting without her. Her presence is, you know, her, her lack of presence is vaguely notable, but makes absolutely no difference to what you're doing whatsoever. Uh, Leon comes back. 
Can't find her. Other people go looking for her. Can't find her. Okay. Um, and Kressel appears to have gone off the map. Dun, dun, dun.